a calm, beautiful podcast. We speak about the light, hold back truths to spare your feelings. We never rock the boat. No unfiltered opinions here. Ah, no. You're listening to Unfiltered. Unfiltered. If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Stutzman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is January 2nd, 2021. Luke, we are now in season two of Unfiltered and Happy New Year. Happy New Year, my friend, my colleague. I am excited for 2021. On the pod today, we've got the gold standard back with us today. Obviously, we've had some great games these last few days, and we're going to get into and discuss the college playoff selection committee, the four teams. If you recall, Luke, in our last episode, we discussed uh, the last episode with, with TK, we discussed who we thought was going to win. And out of the three of us, I predicted Ohio state was going to upset Clemson. And I was actually worried (laughs) because nobody else that I saw on social media anywhere had Clemson losing. Yeah, it was uh, pretty much across the board. Even the headgear selection on game day, it was uh, Clemson all the way. So uh, tip of my hat, tip of my hat to you, sir. And, and, and TK, welcome. Hey, thank you, fellas. Thanks for having me on, man. You had that thing loaded in the chamber ready to go, huh? It's just right out the gate. <laughs> Not right out the gate here. Hey, remember when I did this? I, I, like I was worried, I like bro. It. I was like, oh, shit, is this actually going to happen? Or am I going to be eating shit after this game? Right out the yeah. gate, brother. Right out. Nice. And, and, and really not even... Yeah, going into it, I was like, okay, let's see the first two, three, four series, you know, get through the first quarter. Everybody's going to be amped and fired up, but is is that going to be enough to kind of settle everybody down? And and luckily, um, I, I don't know if it was just Clemson's loss to him last year, just, you know, had a huge, you know, opportunity here to upset them. And, you know, I believe Justin Fields made this really personal. And oh, yeah. hell, or, hell or high water, I think he was going to pull it out regardless. Yeah, when they when they said that uh, they had the final score of that game up on the weight room wall, starting in you know their their late January workouts, you know they were they were a team on a mission for sure. Absolutely, absolutely, and then we'll also get into obviously the Alabama game. None of us, yeah. Uh, we're, we're wrong about, I mean, just a phenomenal team, all aspects of the game, and just dominated. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think 
And we'll get into this, but I think they get bored sometimes. But we'll we'll talk <laughs> about that in a we'll talk about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about um and then we'll also talk about, you know, the other bowl games and you know our predictions, you, you know, for the championship game on the 11th and we'll talk about that here on the other side. All right, let's do it. Let's go. So TK, watching that game yesterday, starting with with Alabama, how do you think they look from beginning to end? Terrible. I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I, I'm just glad I'm not a Bama fan. That's all I can say about that. No. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's been a tough season. Yeah, yeah I bet. I mean, geez. I mean, they're – they're so damn talented. I mean, they're so talented. It's it, it's crazy. I mean, even I think it was the second quarter. Uh, Mac Jones went back for a throw. It was a shitty throw. He got hit. It was a lame fucking duck out there. And mm-hmm. you know who? Mr. Smith goes up. Yeah. You know, just went up and yard in the it. air and snagged it. And just I'm like, got it. Give me that. Hey, yeah. Here's a, here's a, a shitty play by the offensive line. Uh-huh. A shitty throw. And they still gain 25 yards and get a first down. I mean, right. yeah, that, that's just the yeah. type of team that the Bama is. It's 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 scary, honestly. Yeah. I, um, you know, as is well documented at this point, am a rabid Alabama fan. And, you know, typically, yeah, I mean, they, they've got talent and they, they recruit like crazy. Uh, speaking of which, their incoming recruiting class. Uh, Nick Saban says is uh, one of his most talented classes ever. How scary is that? Um, <laughs> but uh, this year has particular importance, uh, you know, for me as a fan, just because, uh, and I was texting with you guys about this yesterday, the story, you know, about all of these guys. You know, when you, when you sign at Alabama, you know you're going to work. You know you're going to compete. And in many cases – you know you're going to wait. And in this day and age of the transfer portal and knowing, man, if I would go to this team or that team, hell, pretty much any other team in the SEC, for the love of God, uh, it, you, know, you, you, know, you know you'd be starting, right? So you got Mac Jones and uh, Tom Rinaldi. Man, I'm going to miss that guy on game day, but I guess Fox yeah. offered him a bucket of money, so good job. Yeah, trust um, money. Yeah, yes. Good for him, yeah. 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 yeah, good for him. Good for him. But so uh, Matt Jones got the final, final Tom Rinaldi treatment, and it was a fantastic segment. Uh, I posted it on my Facebook. I encourage you to watch it just because it talks about his. He came in knowing 
that he had Jalen Hurts and Tua in front of him. Like, who does that? You know, like, <laughs> even his even his dad was like, I was like, you're, you're not going to play. But, you know, let's let's flip the script. And you're not a third string quarterback. You're a first string quarterback in waiting. And he waited and he worked his ass off and he got better and he got coached up by some of the best coaching in America. And now he is having one of the most prolific seasons an Alabama quarterback has has ever had. And so I just, you know, I, you know, the Heisman is on Tuesday and, you know, my heart really wants the trophy for Mac Jones. But <laughs> my, brain, my, 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 when, when you, uh, when you got that other guy on the other side of the uh, throw, you know, TK, like you were saying, just making plays out of nothing, yeah. uh, you know, first scoring drive of the game, you know, just a quick flick pass over to to Smith. He makes a guy miss and good night, you know, touchdown. Like I, yeah, I got to think that Devonte, but Devonte also, I mean, you know, was part of a, you know, a core of uh, receivers, all of which other than he is playing in the NFL right now. Um, <laughs> so he also had to wait for his turn and his reps and Najee Harris as well. You know, the, these guys have waited and they've played, they came back, uh, for their for their senior year to win this championship, that's true of uh, some of their the linemen as well. They want this championship. They were pissed off about how last year went, and uh, I, I I I foresee a very very motivated Alabama team come uh, the eleventh. Yeah, and I kind of want to piggyback off that because you said a lot of great things and and want to talk about Alabama in general when it comes to those kids and staying long term a lot of it has to do with look at uh, Najee and Devonte right now like mm -hmm. last year at this time they could have went pro and they decided not to and they decided to come back now look what their draft stock is right exactly. so yeah. you know and that's the thing about alabama and that's how they get a lot of these kids to stay it's like hey if you wait till your junior senior year you do everything that we ask you to do and you hone your game and your craft we can almost guarantee you that you'll be a first or a second round pick Right. And, you know, a lot of other programs, they can't do that. And Alabama, and most, most of the time coaches can sit down in a room with uh, the kid and their parents and they can feed them all the fucking garbage bullshit that they want to. But Alabama just goes, hey, here, look at the tape. <laughs> look, 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 look at all the people that we've had drafted. Like it's yeah, right yeah. here on paper. We don't, we don't have yeah. to say shit. We just say, hey, yeah. you want to come to Alabama? Here's our track record. And they're like, yep, where do I sign? Or 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 you've got Nick Saban walking into that living room and he's got like eight championship rings on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, Luke, to your point too, just real yeah. quick, keep yeah. an eye. Let's keep an eye. You know, the media streaming services, obviously. So Disney owns ESPN, right? Right. Right. Well, AT and T, they own Fox, they own HBO, and they own a bunch of shit. You know, so behind. The brand Fox Sports is AT and T, mm -hmm. and AT and T this year is has already stated that they will have the best broadcasters across their sports networks, hands down. So, yep. Tom, you know Tom Rinaldi, phenomenal person, mm -hmm. you know phenomenal at his job. Him, him leaving ESPN, it's like a fuck you to Disney. 
right? Yeah. And there's other yeah. people that are have already left ESPN that are going to Fox and other sports networks and you know all that. You, you know, so at the end of the day, you, you know, we talk about media rights and media contracts and all this money and everything. Well, these sports con uh, sports people will be getting paid even more because AT&T is offering truckloads of money. So, right. you know, like the Kirk, Kirk Herb streets and those guys, they're going to be uh, potentially picked off. And if ESPN wants to keep them, they're going to need to pay them. So it's just not the coaches. It's just not eventually going to be the college football players and the universities, these sportscasters. That's the word I was trying to think of. You got it. They they are they are going to be getting paid a a shit ton too. Tony Romo kind of started this trend, and we'll see where it goes. Yeah, you know, and 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 Rinaldi even said as much in you know in in the interview that I read about his move is that he didn't even really give uh, ESPN uh, vis-a-vis Disney the chance to counter because of the layoffs and everything else that's been happening uh, at ESPN. He he didn't even he's that stand up of a guy. He just was like, you know what? This is a this here's the opportunity, and I'm gonna go take it. I don't like you know the way you've been handling your financial house to right. this point anyway. So right. you know, right. very interesting to see that. <clears throat> now, yeah. real quick, be, you know, I, I do want to touch on one thing as an Alabama fan that I do worry about, and I know that it's something that Nick Saban you know, is, is very focused on, and I am sure the players are getting an earful, uh, all week long. And that is a bit of the, I don't know, sometimes when they're playing a team and I do not expect this to happen against Ohio state, but sometimes when they're playing against a team where they don't really feel challenged, they kind of just settle in and go through the motions. And, you know, we went through large chunks of that game yesterday without Bama scoring any points and they scored well under their, their usual average, you know? So, you know, in order to beat Ohio state, that is not going to be able to happen. And I know we're going to talk about the the head to head here once we talk about the other bowl game, but uh, I just want to put that out there. I know, you know, they're coached by the best coaches in America, including the best coach in America, Nick Saban, that they don't get, they don't fall into that trap of just kind of like, you know, killing clock, getting through it. You know, they need to be putting points on the board. Right, right. Now, you know, honestly, what really pissed me off this 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 past week about Clemson, you know, it's great that, you know, he's building this this, you know, this dynasty of sorts, you know, um, you know, there at Clemson. But, you know, Dabo having the nerve because he let his emotions get the best of him and. And, you know, the last coaching pull of the season, understanding they're going to be playing Ohio State, he puts them at number 11 and then verbally chastises the NCAA for even, you know, think, you know, you know, his mindset was Ohio State hasn't even earned the right to play us. And then look what happens. Yeah, if I can jump in here real quick and just play a little devil's advocate before uh, <laughs> we get TK's uh, thoughts on this. Um, you know, Dabo, in his press conference after the game yesterday, was not 
as incredulous as I thought he would be. He he was quite matter of fact. And his matter of fact was, you know, hey, we have standards. And the standard was that you had to play, what, at least eight games? And they didn't meet that standard. So I was not going to put anyone in my top 10. You know, I put them right out of my top 10. But I was not going to put anyone in my top 10 who had not met that standard because you know, they, they just didn't have, you know, they're, they're just, they didn't play the number of games that were required. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were talking about this a little bit before we came on. It was the big 10 that made the decision to allow Ohio state to be in the uh, big 10 championship. Right. Do, do they get to the final four or the, you know, the CFP without that big 10 championship doubtful. So, you know, in in all fairness, I think Dabo had a bit of a point. Now, on the other side, it is Corona, it's COVID, it's pandemic. You know, you can't penalize the players for things that are out of their control. So there, I understand that as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, I, I think the the performance on the field yesterday uh, showed that they are more than deserving to be there. <laughs> and, right. Uh, yeah. Right. 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 Hey, sorry, fellas. I don't know. I had technical difficulty. I'm not sure if you're trying to ask me questions or what happened there for for a minute. But I'm back. I'm you're back, back right. baby. So I'm not. I'm well, not good. sure exactly. I'm just, not sure. just just in time to respond to the. We were talking Dabo and yeah. his insistence that he stood. He stood by his standard of like hey, it. if you don't play at least eight games, you're not in my top yeah. ten. What what yeah. what say yeah. you, TK? Yeah, and and. I understand where he's coming from. And I think, you know, everybody has to set standards and set rules. And, you know, it's all about, you know, as a coach, you set your standards and these are the standards that you're supposed to meet. And if you're not disciplined enough to meet those standards, then you don't deserve to be a part of the team. So when he says that, I believe him 100% because that's what coaches do, right? So he said, hey, the standard's nine games. If You got to play nine games. If you didn't, then that's why I put you on the outside looking in. Now, he did say – in that press conference as well that hey this team is good enough to beat us if we don't come with our a game and what we saw yesterday is they didn't come with their a game and ohio state did i mean their game plan from the straight out the gate all the way through the whole game was absolutely flawless on the offensive side of the football i mean clemson's d is very aggressive and they do a really good job in the trenches and usually they have enough athletes on the outside to where you know they can blitz and show different packages and try to disguise what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball but ohio state decided to go tempo don't let them get set they'll show us one thing we won't give them time to adjust into actually what they want to run on defense and the fact that they changed up the tempo and they went fast sometimes they slowed it down they didn't let the Clemson D kind of settle into the type of football game that they like to play and you know you saw it a couple different times I think on the uh, the Swanson run for like 20 or 30 yards where he had a hole big enough to Bobby could have ran through and probably <laughs> scored a touchdown. Hell I mean, yeah, the whole, yeah that was ran through that. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, there was literally, I mean, if you go back and look at that play, that was pretty much what happened throughout the game. Not to that extent, but 
I mean, half the team was on the left side of the ball trying to figure out where they were going to go. They, they ran to the other side and, yeah. you know, it was, you know, ran to the defense's right side and there was no one there. They did a good job of zone blocking and, you know, the rest is history. The other thing we, I think you guys were talking about it a little bit before um, Google decided to boot me off here is, <laughs> uh, you know, Alabama had a little bit of a chip on their shoulder this year because they didn't make the playoff last year. A lot of these guys are back. They're seniors. They want to go to the NFL. Shit. I mean, uh, Fields has a chip on his shoulder right now, too. I mean, he right. oh, you know, yeah. he he knew. The whole reason why he came back is he was like, I want, I want this game. I want to be in right. this game again, right. and I want to play the way that I'm capable of playing. And he did that. He And he – here, here was the difference last night compared to the Big Ten championship game because a lot of people said, ooh, Fields didn't look really good in the Big Ten championship game. I'm one of those people because part of it had to do he didn't have the receiving core, but mm -hmm. he, didn't do, he didn't do a very good job of looking through his progressions. He locked on one receiver, didn't trust the rest of the guys that were out there, locked on one receiver, tried to make a throw. Luckily, right. their running game was really good in that game, and it, it kind of got him over the hump, but yesterday – with fields going through his progressions, finding the open receiver was absolutely amazing. And with the running game that I just mentioned this, I think the Alabama Ohio state game is going to be an interesting one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 so here, so here are my two, you know, two concerns about uh, my tide in their their defense. They are young in the secondary, save uh, Sertan. Uh, but Sertan is one guy, and just don't throw at him, and that's that. Um, so there there are concerns there because obviously uh, Justin has a big arm and has no problem taking big shots for chunk plays down the field. So there's concern number one. Concern number two is, yeah, how will our defensive line hold up? Will they be, uh, you know, better positioned? You know, one of the things that we saw also, you know, happening right behind the defensive line yesterday with Clemson was their linebackers, their inside linebackers trying to get lined up, trying to figure out where to be. Um, you know, are we, are we going to better have that figured out? You know, it, it, oh, are yeah. we going to be able to to stop those big runs? Because that, that I got to be honest, be being a diehard Bama fan, the Ohio State team I saw play last night could be they're dicey. Could, yeah, could they're be scary. Dicey. Yeah, they're scary. But, <laughs> you know? but hey, if, if if anybody if anybody's going to be prepared for a football game, it's Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's, oh, he's yeah. a defensive guy. He's going to get it. He's going to see this tape and be like, okay, we need to make a call, get set, and just play. Yeah. the gaps and play the the personnel that we're supposed to play on each given rep and he'll he'll simplify things. He won't try to go as, you know, Clemson gets to be they try to be tricky at times on yeah. their defense yeah. and yeah. and they're like overly aggressive and you can kind of take advantage of that over aggressiveness. Now, Bama on defense is a whole fucking different animal. I mean, they're they're disciplined, they call a play, they sit in it, they they know their job, they know exactly the technique that they need to play on each given day. Down, and then they execute mm -hmm. it to a fucking T. I mean, you guys see, and the way that they tackle, I mean, mm -hmm. in the open field, one-on-one, -on -one, yeah. they just, they don't make, 
a ton of mistakes. So you have to, on offense, Ohio State, the way that they executed yesterday, they're going to have to do that. But again, it's Alabama and this defense and the athleticism. They're going to have to do a tenfold. I mean, they're going to have to really dot their I's and cross their T's with their scheme or they they won't gain a lot of yards. Agreed. <laughs> hey, the Alabama guy agreed with me. That's weird. I, mean, I, I didn't see that coming, Luke. I, I like that hot take. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. Damn. Yeah. I'm glad I'm, yeah. I'm, glad I'm in your good graces, brother. Well, well, well. While we're we're on good graces, if I can uh, quickly circle back to something I forgot to. Uh, uh, I TK. I think I need a mulligan because I forgot to yeah, ask something about the. Yeah, what, how, how does that go? The yeah, yeah, yeah. rewind that shit. All right, there you go. Um, do your thing. Do your thing. I, I, I mentioned it before we started. We hit record, and I have to get it on. Uh, you know, got got to get it recorded because I, I need to hear what you guys think about Mr. Brian Kelly and basically, you know, his his post game conference was was pretty chippy. You know, he, he, you know, because the media was asking the question that begs to be asked, which is you guys keep getting here, but you keep getting your doors blown off. So, you know, especially in this year where they just got, you know, manhandled in the ACC championship. Like, and he really didn't have an answer other than we're going to keep getting here. Like, F you, that's it. I mean, right. what what does Notre Dame? Is there any what what can they do to you know they 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 play a decent schedule you know you know they actually played a less tough schedule this year than they typically do because there's no those out of conference games didn't happen, but uh, how does Notre Dame get to the college football uh, playoff and at least win a game? I I I, I leave that question to either of you. Thoughts on that? Well, I was I was chuckling there because you know you said Chip Kelly and he was a little chippy and I couldn't stop laughing. Oh. I don't know if you heard. All right, I like it. No pun intended, fuckers. All right, um, that was good. I, I I was laughing pretty hard. Um, but here's the thing about Notre Dame. I don't I don't know if it's a situation. You know, Brian Kelly. I mean. As a coach, he's been relatively successful every single place that he's been. Mm-hmm. And, and the issue right now, like you mentioned, is is those big games. You know, they, do they show up in in big games? And every single time that I watch this team in a big game, they look scared right off the bat. They're indecisive. They just don't look like they're comfortable mm-hmm. in those games and and a lot of it has to do with coaching a lot of it has to do with have they been in the situation before and when you check those two boxes it, it, they obviously have been in, in the college football championship before obviously they have really good coaches it just mm-hmm. it seems like it it i don't know i just it, it's one of those tough questions that it it's hard to pinpoint exactly what they need to do moving forward in order to be competitive. I mean, maybe it's to that point that, you know, we have to look at Notre Dame being an independent in a little bit of a different light. I I know they make money and you got to put them in the college football playoff. If they only have one or no losses, 
Like you I know? get it, but they sh- we talked about this on the last podcast. If you get beat by Clemson the way that they did, they shouldn't have been in. Fuck, I, I'd much rather have watched A and M get slaughtered and have like a little bit of a different look, right? Um, yeah. Against Clemson and then Ohio State versus Alabama because I think A and M should have been three, Ohio State should have been four. It would have mm-hmm. been a little bit different, but I think that the narrative too. I, I mean, everybody kind of bought into the Ohio State coming back playing again against Clemson because Justin Fields threw that interception last year, mm-hmm. and they had it on. They had the you know the score written on the wall and all that stuff. I think we talked about it at the beginning of the show. Like mm-hmm. they understood the narrative. They understood like, hey, this is going to get eyes on the screen. This is going to get eyeballs in their seats at home to watch. So let's just set it up so we can make some money because we haven't. We've been lacking that probably right. this year, right? <laughs> right, right. And I think the the, the playoff com- uh, committee did this, a similar thing a few years back when they put uh, Bama in, I think as, uh, I can't remember if it was Clemson was one and Bama, uh, yeah, Clemson was one and Bama was four. And it was coming off of the year where Clemson had just eked out a win uh, in the championship versus Bama. So they wanted that rematch. You know, the, the committee, you know, they know what they want. And they wanted, this year, they wanted Clemson, Ohio State. So they made sure that it was going to happen. And that's you know, what we got. And here's the thing. Like, if if they would be 100% honest with us, the public, mm-hmm. if they just came out mm-hmm. and said, hey, we're going to make matchups because we know what's going to get paid, what's going to get eyes on the screen. <laughs> right. Like, right. just call, call a fucking spade a spade. Right. I mean, if, if, right. you go, if you come out and you say it, okay, I can fucking respect that then. But if you're saying, oh, no, we're putting the four best teams in and then you give us this bullshit, like, right. come on. Right. Come on, fellas. Like, seriously? Like, no. No. You know, the bullshit <laughs> flag is coming out. 15-yard penalty. Let's get some motherfuckers in there. New motherfuckers <laughs> yeah. There. Speaking of the bullshit flag, uh, talk to me about oh. your thoughts uh, uh, on Cincy. You know, a heartbreaker there at the end. They didn't pull it off. They they stopped playing defense in the fourth quarter. But they put up they put up a hell of a showing versus yeah. a very good Georgia team. So, yeah. you know, where where does the where does the group of five fit in? And do we ever get one of them in a non-expanded playoff? I and I, I think yeah. we might have actually I mean, I, I, I we talked I, I about think, this last time. Yeah. And, yeah, and, I was say, and we might've talked about this already. Yeah. And it, it's fine. I mean, they, they won't ever be unless we expanded one, right. two Cincinnati did look really good against Georgia. And now the narrative is, Oh, you know, Georgia wasn't really ready to play at the beginning of the game. That's why since he kept it close. And then when they decided to turn it on and play really good football, cause the sec is so fucking good that <laughs> they ended up winning the game. Right. I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's the whole narrative. It sucks. It's bullshit. I, I much rather, again, I would much rather have seen that game in the college football playoff than yeah. the, the boring ho-hum. I took a nap during the Bama uh, the second half of the Bama game was yeah, I mean, I, I, I won, yeah, it was a full, snoozer. Full on, yeah, it was a snoozer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that. Hence my my comments about them just getting kind of bored. <laughs> oh yeah, come on, right? yeah. Uh, they, then, they better not. They they better not be bored next Monday. I'll tell you. Oh that. hell no, no 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 no. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. But uh, you know, hey. then then that yeah. Oh, last thing. Last thing. Do you yeah, think uh, you think Dabo's foot's out of his mouth yet? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I, didn't I forgot to kind of elaborate on that uh, when you when you asked me that question. But I, I mean, you know, that I, I said it on my last podcast. You can't a team like Ohio State 
and I hate to go back here, but the team like Ohio State, you cannot give them bulletin board material. Now I got yeah. I got a little waxed a, a little bit on on social media with that one because I I said that you know he said what he said and then he doubled down like dude that's bulletin board material what the fuck are you doing like in right. in the history of sports like we talked about coaches and discipline and they set rules and they follow those rules to a fucking t you learn from your mistakes and you move on and you try to get better in the history mm -hmm. of sports. Have we not learned anything about saying stupid shit on <laughs> social media and in the, and in, in front of a microphone to give the other team added motivation? Right. Like, yeah, they're, they were motivated enough to come, but why fucking add fuel to the fire? The, right. It was already right. a fucking bonfire. Like, let's not set the whole fucking neighborhood on fire. <laughs> like, yeah. what, I mean, what are you doing? Like, like sometimes you just got to sit back and think about what you're saying. I know. And Dabo's one of those guys where he gets on there and he, he kind of just says what he, what he wants to. Oh, yeah. and, and I, and yeah. I kind of enjoy it to a certain extent, but that's, you got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> right. 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 But again, I mean, I, God, God forgive me if I'm fucking defending Dabo here, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> he did say that they're a very, very good, very, very talented team that right. could beat them if they played their A, a game, you know? Right. So he just, I, I mean, I think in Dabo's mind, it's a standards thing. His, you know, we said right. nine yeah. games and damn it all, I'm going to stand by that even if my team just got blown off the field by these guys. Yeah, I, so, can, I can respect that. That's it. But, I, but they didn't it. put, yeah, they didn't put up on the bulletin board, uh, these guys could beat us. <laughs> <laughs> but I did love I did love Ryan Day's response yesterday morning to the question. Mm. Well, what are your thoughts on Dabo putting you guys at eleven? And Ryan Day simply said, "We're going to show him what eleven can do." Oh, I <laughs> love that. it! Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's 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 the that's the key. So you know. Uh, we'll get to, we'll we'll get to our picks here shortly, but I wanted to flip the switch a little bit and ask about uh, the, the so the Big Ten, you know, was kind of the you know story of the you know the end of the football season. What are they going to do with Ohio, Ohio State? You know how 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 are they going to treat you know other teams uh, that did get in the, uh, the the requisite number of games, and now we've got. Indiana headed to the uh, headed to the the Outback Bowl uh, without any Big Ten branding on their uniforms. Uh -huh. right. Swear, swearing up and down, it has nothing to do with anything. It's simply that you know it just didn't. You know they they went with something different. That their team motto uh, for the year for their helmet and you know etc. And that's, that's disappointing. That's disappointing, Luke. I love yeah. the idea of of not doing the logos, making a statement, but don't publicly say it has nothing to do with the statement that you're making. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because if anybody has an excuse to, or if anybody has a reason to be pissed off, I, I think that Indiana right. has a reason to be pissed off. First and foremost, being the team that got passed over for the Big Ten Championship in lieu of Ohio State. Ohio State. Yep. So did the Big Ten make the right decision in allowing Ohio state into that championship game. You want to go ahead, Bobby. You go first, Bobby. I'll go second. I want to go. I want to, I have an opinion on this, but Bobby, go ahead. Yeah. You know, initially I was in, I was on the side of, 
if Ohio State didn't play games because of COVID, then the, the you know minimum six they shouldn't go. But mm-hmm. you know, there again, if 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 you look at the collective, what the um, athletic directors from all the Big Ten schools, you know, commented on, they approved allowing Ohio State in because of the you know the content on the field the quality of of the team from what everybody mm-hmm. saw was better than the number 2 which was Indiana so you know if other schools feel that way i was like well maybe they're right maybe because of covid we can't say you know simply draw a line in the sand and say well you didn't have minimum 6 games although you're a fucking powerhouse Sorry, dudes, we're going to let, you know, Indiana or maybe it was not Indiana. Maybe it was a team that had lost four games, you know, made the minimum or hit the minimum requirement. So, you know, I'm on the side of, yeah, you know, I understand whether it's it's right or wrong. I think it was kind of what was best for the, you know, the conference and Mm. then they won the Big Ten championship. I mean, obviously it wasn't pretty. And then, you know, they really, you know, I don't think Ohio State beats Clemson last night. You know, the story, you know, we talked about the story at the beginning, you know, the story of of Justin Fields wanting his revenge, staying in, you know, for another year to get his revenge. You know, that was him personally. But I don't think Ohio State as a team beats Clemson last night if if the entire fucking nation wasn't against them. You know, I think, you know, they were – you know, they used that as fire and, you know, that really pissed them off. You know, it's not very often they go into a game where they're, you know, underdogs. And right. and it wasn't so much the spread this time. It was just the bashing and the lashing out that they took all week from the media and social media. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, fair, yeah, fair, fair point. And I, and I definitely get where you're coming from. I mean, if anybody – Needs a mulligan in fucking 2020. It's Kevin Warren in the Big Ten <laughs> conference. I mean, yeah, yeah. Fuck, they need a, they they need a long rewind, man. I yeah. I don't I can't even do it that long. That's how bad, that's how bad they need it. But he, I guess the problem here, or the reason why a lot of these other schools are frustrated, is because it just seems like when you look at it that Ohio State State gets all the favors because right. they're they're the big time program and a lot of these other teams are like well what the fuck like we're part of the conference like we all pay or you know wh- however however it works in terms to be a part of this conference we all do the same shit we all go by the same guidelines we all try to follow the letter of the law in the Big 10 conference to a certain extent right we we all do it we're all doing the exact same thing. Why does this team get more of a leg up on everyone else than than us? And and that's why I think to show them the big middle finger and not have their logo on their uniforms was fucking smart. Was awesome. Was great. But to your point, I think it was Bobby. I don't or it was Luke. I'm not sure which one of you said it. But yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna do it, own up to it. Say hell yeah, absolutely. Like, we don't. Yeah. yeah, we don't think it's fair. Like I, I know, understand life's not fucking fair and people fucking trash me for that. But it's at the same time, like, but we all follow the guidelines. Like we're all doing what we need to do. Like, and you're not going to abide to what 
I'm saying, then well, then forget you. And I'm going to tell you that, hey, I'm not pleased with that. Instead of just kind of saying, oh, hum, and sweep it under the rug and say, oh, it's not really about that. It's just kind of, that rubs me the wrong way. I love what they did. I don't like the fact that they just kind of said, nah, we're not, we're not going to, we really want to ruffle their feathers. Here's the thing. Hey, we really want to ruffle their feathers, but I guess now that we have an opportunity to, we're going to step back a little bit because it's right. the big and that's well, why they get away I think with you it. have to give credit to Ohio State. You know, I think they've they obviously get favoritism because of what they've done on the field for the past several years, right? I mean, right. under Urban Meyer, under the previous coaches, very few losses all the way throughout. So they have a ton of power. Yep. But what was embarrassing at the very beginning, TK, was when Nebraska mm-hmm. – was 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 flexing their muscles like they were a Ohio State saying, uh-huh. hey, we're going to fucking play. We want to play. We're going to fucking play. If it's not in the Big Ten, we'll find somewhere else to play. Yep. <laughs> and yep. and, you know, so now we're, you know, then Ryan Day joined, you know, the chorus and other teams joined. And then eventually the Big Ten made the decision, hey, we're going to have a season. Here's a minimum expectations. And but. You know, first I thought it was Wisconsin that was going to have the issue, but it ended up being Ohio State not hitting those minimum games. So I think as a conference, I think they simply had to make a decision. If we were to put two teams on the field, you know, one of them's got to be Ohio State based on what they're doing, what they've done, fair or not. You know, if Nebraska was that team winning and have a winning, you know, pedigree in the Big Ten, we would, you know, they could flex their muscles, but when you lose and you lose a lot, there's there's no muscles to flex. But, <laughs> but but the story completely changed as soon as Ryan Day joined Scott Frost, right. saying, "Hey, we need to have a season. Let's start talking about it." You know, as soon as they joined, as soon as Ryan joined, and the AD from you know Ohio State got on, you know, the conference mm-hmm. calls, then everything kind of changed. Right. Yeah, and then it was something to do with the Ohio State's uh, medical staff or the doctor that they had on on right. staff there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And he's from sure Nebraska, whole, right? Uh, I'm not sure the whole story. I, yeah, I think not he's sure from Nebraska. That. Yeah, that's crazy. But he, yeah, he so he came on and kind of gave some stats and things that you know would be good pros and cons, and mm-hmm. based on his research, you know, the Big Ten committee said, okay, let's let's play some football. Yeah, right. uh, but to your point, like. If you're going to set a standard at the beginning of the season, I feel like you should stick to the standard. What they right. should have done at the beginning of the season is say, hey, this is COVID. Like uh, We already decided to go away from the fact that we're not going to play football. We're going to go ahead and play football. Let's leave it just a little bit more open-ended, right? I mean, hindsight's always 20. We can always look back and, you know see yeah, whether like, or not like, what, where we went wrong. But, like, to just, what end? <laughs> I mean, what if Ohio State, like they played – four games and they look right. fucking awesome in all four games is that enough like i mean right. what that's what i say I, like hey we're gonna play we're not gonna set a minimum for you to get into the you know the big 10 championship game we're not gonna set a minimum to get into the college football playoff we're just gonna say hey we're gonna play these amount of games that we have scheduled whoever we feel like are the two best teams at the end of 
said games, then right. these two teams right. will play each other. Like I know yeah. it's COVID and and it's hard to probably sit in a room at the time and do it. And their egos were probably getting in the way because they're like, Oh fuck, we got to change. Here's, here's probably what happened. We're sitting in a room saying we didn't want to play football. Now we got pressured into playing football. Well, since we got pressure into playing football, we're going to set all these fucking crazy standards that no one's ever going to be able to live right. up to. And right. then, you know, and we're going to set, we're going to stick to those standards because we're the big 10. And then money starts to talk and the big dogs start to say, Hey, Hey, you know, this and that and the other, we can persuade you. And then, then we did. And then now we lost all respect for them. If they would have stuck to their guns or just made it a little bit more, you know, open-ended in terms of like who we're going to put in the playoff or the big 10 championship game, then, then I'm on board, but right, I don't know. It was tough. Yeah. 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 Big 10. I, I, I hope you can, uh, big 10 leadership anyway. I hope you can get your shit together and, uh, better luck, better luck next year. In the meantime, you know, Roll Tide. We'll do predictions here in just a minute. But TK, I got to ask you. I've been dying to ask you because this oh. broke kind of right after uh, the last pod that we were on. Uh, completely jump into a different, uh, different. well, not a different sport, different league. Let's oh, talk okay. about the Pro Boys for a minute. Uh-oh. Washington football team released Dwayne Haskins after less than two years after being the number 15 overall draft pick. So, uh, you know, does the NFL just no longer have patience for uh, for for developing quarterbacks uh, or is it a uh, you know, he wasn't performing enough on the field. So we're going to use the off the field stuff as a reason to get rid of him. Combination of both. What say you? Because coming in, this kid looked like he had all the potential in the world. And then, uh, you know, Alex Smith, you know, doesn't work out and so he gets the opportunity to start and what two weeks later he's released yeah what are your thoughts my friends yeah this this is a tough one and i because for a number of different reasons i i I think what you're talking about and taking advantage of of the situation and understanding where you're at in the situation is kind of an interesting topic and and i'll get into that the Mm -hmm. narrative that I'm a little frustrated with when it comes to Dwayne Haskins and I've seen it in the media and I've seen other like former players and, you know, talking heads out there say that here's another black man that has squandered an opportunity in the Mm -hmm. NFL. And that just rubs me the wrong fucking way. I mean, when I first heard that and I, and I first heard it and I was like, Ooh, that's a one-off. They're going to get, chastised for it and then all of a sudden it was like no there there was several different other media outlets that were saying pretty much the exact same thing and i call Mm -hmm. i call bullshit because there's been a ton of other players in the nfl of several different races that have squandered the opportunity it's not just you know the black men that come into the nfl and here's what needs to be done and the nfl kind of does this and maybe during the covid year this year it was a little bit different but they need to have something in place or something better in place because they already kind of have something in place to teach these kids when they come into the nfl that this is a job 
I know it's a kid's game. I know you grew up playing it. You love playing it, but it's a job and you have to take it as a profession. And I feel like the NFL needs to do a better job of letting them understand that, hey, if you don't come in, you don't work hard and you don't put in the effort, you're not going to be here. And Dwayne Haskins is, is a perfect example of that. Johnny Manziel was a perfect example of that. Ryan yeah. Lee. I yeah. mean, you can go – I mean, the Packers had the number one pick in the 1990s. They picked an offensive lineman, I think, from Wisconsin, and he was the biggest bust in Packers history. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things where it happens almost every single year because these kids, they get the money, and they're like, ooh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to have some fun. Well, Dwayne Haskins is around like all of his high school buddies probably because he grew up around uh, the D.C. area. So, you know, he had some other influences that people weren't talking to him about. So you got to have people like Johnny Manziel, Ryan Leaf, like come in and talk to these kids and say, hey, don't do the same stupid shit that I did. Like right. I know that you're 19, 20, 21 years old and you want to go out and have a good time, but this is a job. If you graduated college and you went off and you're doing financial advising for Edward Jones, then you got to take it as a job. Like you're getting paid. Don't go out and party with your friends and do stupid shit. Um, and, and, and it's across the league. It's not just, it's not just one player. We so it's more of a mentor, mentor program. Yes, exactly. And they, they have something that's similar and they've done it for, I think five, six, maybe seven years now, but it just doesn't seem to be working. They need to, they need to fine tune it. They need to figure out something else because it seems like every single year we have another kid that comes into the NFL and they just don't cut it because, and not because they're not talented. Here's the thing. It's not because they're not talented. It's because they're not trying very hard and their extracurricular activities are getting in the way. Right, right. They make yeah, it. They absolutely. sign the, the big contracts. They get the money. And then they see the lifestyle. And then the lifestyle takes over the priorities as a player. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and it is what it is. I mean, there's always going to be a few bad eggs, right? It just, you know, this one, this one hurts. The Johnny Manziel one hurt. Uh, yeah. Ryan Leaf, Jamarcus Russell. I mean, you can. I mean, the list goes on and on with different different cats that have come into the league and have squandered opportunities. But you, yeah. you think that the NFL, with the amount of money that they've ha that they have, that you know they could figure out a way to try to minimize those types of things happening. Yeah, and you know the the last article I read on this was basically. Uh, you know, citing the argument that, you know, it wasn't just his off the field problems. It's that his off the field problems was leading to a lack of production on the field. Right? They were somehow connected, uh, you know, one way to, to the other in that had he been more productive on the field, there may have been a bit more lenience, a little bit oh. more. We're going to work with you on this. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There, uh, yeah. You can document a lot of shit about uh, people like Brett Favre is a perfect example with the, with the Packers. I mean, he was, he was really good for a really long time and it's well documented all the painkillers and yeah, the drinking uh -huh. that he did early on in his career. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, he'd go out and party till three or four in the morning. He'd go out on a Sunday, throw 345 yards and three dimes. And I was like, you do whatever you want, brother. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I was I was going to. My, my, 
my example is going to be Big Ben, Mr. Roethlisberger out there in Pittsburgh uh, seems to get or have gotten away with quite a bit of shit in his day. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that again, it goes back on the NFL, which, you know, and that's Dwayne Haskins at, at the current moment. And probably a lot of other players are like, well, why me? Like all these other guys are going out and doing the same thing. It's, yeah, you know, they, it has a lot to do with a, a lot of different factors and I don't sure. want to speculate one way or another, but um, the NFL at some point has to step in. Maybe the coaches, maybe the organization, I think maybe the NFL leaves it up to each organization, but someone like this, that's out just keep and continuously doing stupid shit. If, if a player on a team is continuously doing stupid shit and the organization isn't doing anything about it, Maybe then the NFL says, hey, I, we got to step in and figure this thing out. Yeah, because, you know, you you see, uh, you know, extreme success stories uh, with young players. And, you know, since we're talking about it, young players of color as well. Let's, you know, look at Patrick Mahomes and what he's accomplished. And then, you know, we've got, uh, you know, we've, we've, with Lamar Jackson and now uh, Tua and Jalen are starting and seeming to, to come into their own in the NFL. So it's doable. Right. It's doable. It's just what, what are these guys, what do they have around them that I don't know? I don't know what it is. What, you know, and also, I'm sure it comes down to individual personality as well. Right. Um, it's just a, it's, it's TK to use your term. It's a real head scratcher. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We could debate, we could debate on this one for, for days, but I just, yeah. I just think the NFL has to do more. I mean, with the amount of money that they have and these young kids, that's, that's the thing that, that just bothers me the most is that, yeah. you know, these are still young kids. They're impressionable. Yes. Some yeah. of them haven't even graduated college yet. Right. And, you know, they're, they're getting all this money. You got it. You just have to do something more for, yeah. for the kids that are struggling. And, you know, it might be their own fault. Shit. It may not be. You just don't know what their situation is. You, you, you feel like you could have some correspondence or contractors or whatever in the NFL that can do more for these kids and just sit down with them and mentor them and, you know, counsel them or whatever the case may be. But, you know, at some point you're, it pulls at your heartstrings. You just got to say, damn, just, can we, can we do more? Can we do more? That's it. Right. 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 So, uh, last NFL question for you, $5,000 fine for Alvin Kamara showing some Christmas spirit during, uh, the Christmas day game. He, he wore some red and green cleats. They, in the NFL. they dinged him five grand which I know is pocket money. And he even stated, he said, I know I'm getting fined. Whatever they find me, I'm going to match that and donate it to charity. Uh, what, the fuck, what the fuck NFL? Seriously? Like what? Right. Like like that, but they won't like try to help other players. Yeah, right? exactly. Like this nitpicky, like, and where does this fine money go? Is, is that just <laughs> Roger Goodell's slush fund? Like, you yeah. know, this is so money. I mean, there's so much fucking money. Like, there's got to be a better way to, you know, help these kids. Okay, fine. Find him for wearing non-team color shoes, but then put that money into a fund that helps, you know, rookies, you know, with some financial and life planning. I agree. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's a that's a perfect way to do it. Yeah. Ridiculous. 
I was if I played like he did on on Christmas Day, I'd spend well, five yeah. grand every fucking game. Yeah, and that's the <laughs> other. Th- that was the other the other awesome part of the story is that he just fucking balled out in that yeah. game. So it's like you you wear I'm your Christmas shoes all the time. I'm going to make that an endorsements in a minute after this game based on my performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, all right, guys, should we talk predictions for the 11th? Absolutely. Absolutely. TK, let's uh, let's hear what you're predicting. Clemson by 15. <laughs> uh, I, I mentioned it at the beginning. Alabama is just, they're way too talented. They're too gifted. They they have too many weapons. I mentioned on on our last podcast when I was with you guys. I I, I think as well. Bama does such a great job of just dictating what they want to do, and then if they can't dictate what they want to do, their game plan isn't working. They can move on. They can switch to several different things. I mean, if they're gonna, you know, they they want to go pass heavy they can go pass heavy. If they want to run the football, they can run the football. On defense, if they want to stop the run, they can stop the run. If they can't stop the run, then they'll figure out a way to stop the pass. They just Nick Saban and that group of coaches, they just do a great job of manipulating what they want to do, but then if they can't, they can adjust on the fly and figure things out. So, right. um, you know, Alabama, they're so damn talented and the coaching staff that they have and the different weapons that they can beat you with it's just going to be it's just going to be too much for Ohio State. Now, Ohio State's kind of a cool story at the moment. Right. You know, they shouldn't have been in. They kicked the shit out of Clemson. Right. Now they're going to come in with a chip on their shoulder. I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a close game. I would say probably within um I would say somewhere between 7 and 14 points. I I think a 7 point win. Um, hopefully, hopefully it's a good game and, you know, we get, we get our money's worth, but Alabama's just, they're just too, too damn, too damn talented. Copy that. And I also concur. I was very, very, very happy. Ohio state beat the shot of Clemson, but now in the championship game, uh, Alabama, I believe it's going to be pretty close at the half, but I've got, uh, Alabama beating Ohio state by 17 at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I agree, uh, Bobby. I think it's going to be a, yeah, it'll probably be close. if not even tied <laughs> at the, at the half. And then I think uh, in the second half, Bama just wears them down and they start to pull away. I do think it will be a high scoring game similar to mm-hmm. the uh, SEC championship. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I I definitely think what's Vegas got him at seven seven and a half right now. I uh, think it's I'll... actually it's updated. It's now six and a half. Holy shit! Yeah, six All and right. a half. Uh, but you know, talking about Alabama, you know, I thought it was funny yesterday when there was you know these offensive line or defensive linemen come out and this freshman comes in. You know, the freshman 18, 19 year old kid replacing the guy that you know got injured for a play or two. He's like 6'3", 315. You know what I'm saying? 6'6", yeah. 325. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. They, men amongst men. Yeah, yeah, they 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 plug and play. They they, they <laughs> that, that, that is that is for sure, but uh yeah, I agree. Al- Alabama does get it done, but much closer. 
I'll, I'll take them by by a touchdown. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh boy. That's, right. that's weird. I don't know. Being a Luke Mohat uh picking picking Bama, that's crazy. No, no that's way. Really ended on that. <laughs> I think I, I think that uh oh well then here here here's another projection. Tuesday Uh-oh. we got a ceremony, right? Oh yeah. 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 So who walks away with the trophy? I think I already played my card earlier in the episode. I'm pretty convinced it's Devonte is to lose at this point. So I, yeah. I'm going yeah. with Devonte Smith wins wins the Heisman. I mean, 1,641 yards and 20 touchdowns. If I if I remember correctly, I think he had 130 yesterday with 18 at a at a pop. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the COVID era, we're talking about the COVID era and all the crazy shit that's happened. We might as well just give it back to the wide receivers. And yeah. <laughs> if, if anybody is as deserving, it's, it's this kid. He makes it look fucking effortless. Yeah, Le- legitimately effortless. I mean, he he all of a sudden he looks like he's jogging out there and he just fucking runs by guys. It's crazy. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I, I concur. Yeah, I think first first wide receiver since uh, uh, the one and only Desmond Howard. So I think that'll Ooh. be yeah. I don't uh, know that. Who's that guy? What? That guy? <laughs> who's, he? who's he? Who that? And the basketball fans, we don't know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Not quite sure who you're talking about. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, all right sounds good my friends all right bobby yes sir good yes sir hello hey i'm still here all right right, (laughs) we'll catch up with you all next time thanks so much tk the gold standard gold being on today yeah, and uh, real quick, real quick, fellas. Hey, everybody that's listening, I'm going to have Luke and Bobby on uh, I Need a Mulligan tomorrow. Boom. Uh, new episode should be airing on Monday. Uh, we're going to be uh, partaking in what you drinking. So I'm going to see what their, their signature drinks are, and we're going to talk the top five uh, sporting events for 2020. And then uh, at the end, I have a tradition on I Need a Mulligan when you're the very first time that you're on the show. So you're definitely probably going to want to stick around and and listen to that when you listen to the show on Monday. But fellas, Happy New Year. And hey, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Every single time, it's a blast. Absolutely. 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 Thanks for being here. Love having you. You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show, but if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke. On Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. And on LinkedIn at unfiltered-with-bobby-and-luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My God. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered, signing off.